welcome to the Inherent Identity Podcast, a place where you can learn the secrets to living as the best version of you. It's not about changing, it's not about becoming, it's about remembering. It's about recovering what you've always had within you, but you just keep getting distracted and you just keep forgetting. Join me, your host, Tyson Bradley, as we discover the practical steps for easily and effortlessly creating a lifestyle that lasts. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. So I occasionally will get these downloads or uh, I will have these conversations with God or with Christ and they sometimes blow my mind. And so I kind of wanted to share with you the dialogue and The topic of the dialogue started out, I'll give you a little bit of context for what prompted the question. I met with a uh, client, a friend of mine, and she just started talking about how I think her husband has a business and they are looking to get some funding. And um, as she has been praying, she felt that her husband's business was going to get funded this week. So uh, it's as if God confirmed in her heart, hey, I see you, I see what's going on, I hear you, and by the way, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to happen this week, everything's going to go through, it's going to be great. And then she kind of asked me the question, well, what if it doesn't? <laughs> and I don't know about any of you, but you know, sometimes we have experiences where people might say something, uh, and this goes to even uh, all the priesthood blessings, or like, I bless you that you'll be healed, and then they don't get healed. What's the deal with that? How are we supposed to know um, what is true, what is not? Uh, is it because of my lack of faith if it doesn't happen? And we get all these questions, right? So, uh, you know, as much as I could go to all the books of people, I decided I would just talk with God about it. And so I kind of brought up the situation and I said, you know, what if things do feel true, but then they don't happen? Like, what is that supposed to mean? What, what, like, tell me more. So let me just tell you the dialogue and I'll kind of talk through it and maybe add some more Uh, insight to it as I talk through it, but let me just give it to you as I wrote it out. So the question is, what if things feel true, but then they don't happen? Response, your job is to believe and then to act upon that belief. It's difficult because you don't see the whole picture. I might communicate to you the truth of something and may even give a deadline, you know, kind of like the week example. Uh, It's going to be done this week, but But that is simply so that you will act in a certain way that is needed for my greater purpose to be fulfilled. And it was interesting because as I as I thought about this, um, even for my friend, I thought about how, you know, this prompting could very well lead you to act in a certain way to uh, you might communicate that belief to your husband, you might, uh, and that because 
you feel that confirmation and then you communicate to your husband and he feels this confirmation and all of a sudden inspires him to maybe tune a little bit more. And now all of a sudden he's sharing uh, insights or uh, showing up in a different way. And then that ends up creating the result or, or something. I don't know. Uh, but continue on. There is zero downside to you believing that the timeline in which you have felt to be true is going to happen. The doubt you experience alongside the quote-unquote belief is for you to let go of and come to me with. So um, the, any kind of a doubt that you experience along the way, that is something that is so powerful to come to God um, concerning. So I think we know the story from um, Jesus when he heals the boy's son who, I don't know what his condition was, but the father pretty much said, you know, help thou my unbelief. And so in like manner, what we can do is we can approach God and we might receive this confirmation of something to be true. And then immediately comes the doubts, immediately comes, oh, but what if this isn't true? And what if this doesn't happen? And all the what ifs, right? And the opportunity then is to be able to take those doubts to the Lord and treat this whole experience as a way of discovery, as a way of learning, and as a way of building your faith. So to continue, because uh, the doubt you experience alongside the belief is for you to let go of and then come to me with, because what it suggests is that you are attached to the idea of this experience working out for your good. Your brain is worried that it may not get funded your husband's business, right? And what that will mean for you and your family and your ability to provide for your family. Whether it is funded according to what you felt to be true or not doesn't really matter. What matters is that is what the spiritual certainty does to help you step into the truth of who you really are. It's not about the outcome. Plenty of people can convince themselves that they will win the lottery, but then they don't. I've actually kind of done this um, I've flown into Las Vegas a couple times and I remember thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to spiritually discern which game to play and then I'm going to win and it's going to be amazing. And I, I can't remember whether I actually did it or not, but I'm, all I know is that I didn't win. <laughs> and so, um, okay. So this begs the question, if I can convince myself and generate any given emotion, um, how am I supposed to know what is true and what is not true? How can I have any sense of certainty? Yes, these are good questions. And once again, we're thinking that the point of connecting with godliness, like connecting with your spirit, is to have a process of obtaining answers to questions and problems. But this is not the point. The point is about revealing the truth of who you really are as a creator. So I'm just like, okay, what do you mean? And you might be tracking with me like, uh, I'm not getting it. <laughs> and I'll, I'll have to, uh, I don't know if I can put the whole transcript of this onto like the podcast description, but I'll have to find a place for you guys to see it. Okay, so what do you mean? That's my question to, to God. And then the response. When you ask the question, how am I supposed to know what is true or not true? Why are you asking it? And then my response was, because I want to know what promptings I can rely on and then act upon. I want to develop the ability to discern what is the spirit and what is not. 
and why do you want this ability? Because if I have this ability, then I'll be able to do your will. I'll be able to have more success in every area of my life. And this is where he says, yes, exactly. You could probably go back and continually ask why and find your values for trying to improve your life and the basics for desiring to become like me. But you don't need to go that deep. So I guess um, some context. Um, I did an exercise once where it was called like the seven whys. And this is an extension of the five why concept, if you've ever applied this. But you take anything that you're doing and you ask, okay, why, say, why do I want to start a business? Okay, I want to make money for my family. Well, why do you want to make money for your family? Well, because I want to provide for them and create this amazing life. Why do you want to create this amazing life? You can keep going to why. And there's going to be a certain point in that asking where something, it, we move from the head to the heart, where something pulls at your values and what you really desire in life. Not the brain-based desires, but the heart-based desires. And so that was kind of like what I was thinking about. Um, you know, why do I want um, this ability uh, to discern the spirit? Well, it's like it's to have more success. And 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 I think this is the part where God is just like, yeah, you're using it to like try and create um, like this ideal and amazing life for yourself. And not that that's bad. Um, you can also use it to fulfill the values that you have of wanting to uh, honor me and wanting to do what is good and right and and helpful and because you care about people deeply. Um, but and pretty much what the Lord is kind of telling me here is saying, you don't need to go that deep. Like you don't need to go to the seven whys. Like you don't need to do that because he says you don't need to dig deep because who you really are is already here right now typing. And it's like, wait, what? You know, because here's the thing. Um, when you are, when I'm like typing this out, when I'm like writing out my prayers and writing out the responses, uh, we can describe the other voice as being God. We can describe it <clears throat> as being Christ. We can say that it's the Holy Ghost. Well, I think we could also say that it's the Spirit within us. Um, I guess I, you know, for me, it just, there, there's all these synonyms for it and that it's my inherent self that is, that could be speaking here. And sometimes there's distinction between the voices and, but essentially, you know, anything that is, we know that, uh, you know, God, Christ, and the Holy Ghost are one, you know, they're one in purpose, one in like, if one of them speaks, then the others like agree kind of thing. And I think the same thing applies to our inherent selves. Like if our if our heart is speaking and and it is good, then that is like the part of us that is like godliness and everyone agrees. Like this is this is the way kind of thing. So continue on. Who you really are is inherently connected with me. And if you are, are willing to just listen and be with me, then you will find that there is no rush to anything and that you are being provided for. Even your breath is being provided for you. B being provided for you. You're welcome. And, and that you have each moment in which to connect and live a most joyful life. The problems you present 
and the desires you attach to, that is the problem. Your question about whether you are following the Spirit or how to create certainty in your, in your discernment, that is the problem. Because if you truly believed in my character and nature, if you truly believed that I was the great provider, you would not seek for confirmation of such things. So I guess what I, to connect the dots here, is if my desire to learn how to discern the spirit is so that I can be guided in my business and then have success in that business, you know, why do I want the success in the business? Well, it's so that I can provide for my family, so that I can provide all the things and, you know, create this amazing ideal life. But I think what God is trying to teach me here is like, look, if I'm the great provider and that isn't your job, then you wouldn't need to seek for that kind of confirmation. You wouldn't need to say, be so obsessed and attached to learning this skill because there would be no need to learn it because you're going to be provided for. Does that make sense? So um, to continue on, it's like the fact that you received that you received a confirmation. So this kind of goes to the example of my, my client. She's like, you know, the fact that you received a confirmation is not a bad thing. And it's not a problem to assign the meaning to it that it is a confirmation from me because it probably is. It's just important for you to know that we are more of who we really are when we detach from outcomes. That you believe wholeheartedly in these outcomes, but you don't need them to be fulfilled in order for you to be joyful right now. See, because this is what happens. We, we say, okay, if the business is funded, if everything goes great, according to this confirmation that I felt in my heart, then it's going to be awesome, then I'll feel great, then I'll know that God exists and that he loves me. And then it's like we attach all this meaning to this result, this external thing happening. But what if it doesn't happen, right? And this is where so many people go awry, is that the moment that something like that doesn't happen, that's when we start to increase in doubt. We start to disbelieve. We start to think, okay, uh, I felt that, that was true, but then God you know, it didn't happen according to what I felt was true. So there must be something wrong, either with me or with God. And if we go to that place, then it creates separation and creates sin. And if you listen to the last episode, it's like, okay, sin equals separation. Sin also equals woundedness. So if if I start blaming uh, myself for not having a faith or start blaming God for uh, deceiving me, <laughs> for telling me something that's true, but really is not, uh, then create separation. And that's not, that's not what this is about. You know, everything is working for you. And if we believe that, if we believe that God is orchestrating things for your good, everything, every single thing, then what it allows us to do is it allows us to at least open up to what could be discovered here. And I think, uh, what we want to understand is that the discovery, the thing that the Lord that, that is trying to help us discover most is our identity, is who we really are. And so I always kind of come back to the questions of, okay, what does this say about who you are? You know, what is this conflict? What is this challenge? What does this, you know, not receiving an answer say about, um, you know, the truth, about what's really going on here? And sometimes, it requires, well, 
oftentimes it requires you to talk with him about it and to be open to the idea that, okay, if this is for my good, then what is it that you wanted me to learn from this? So, okay, continue on with the conversation. I said, I asked, can you give me an analogy to explain this? And this was so fascinating. It's like, I just started writing. <laughs> so this may just be a bunch of weirdo stuff, <laughs> but here's the analogy. Imagine there are two fishes. One recognizes that he is in water and the other doesn't. It's just a way of life. They go about swimming and it isn't until they get out of their environment that they realize the air that is above the water is not breathable. It doesn't work with their way of breathing. Then once they enter back into the water, they now see the truth. They experience the truth. You are like this fish. It isn't until things go awry. It isn't until you have an expectation dashed to pieces that you find yourself. Then I asked, but why would you set us up and then let us fail? Meaning it's like, yeah, why would you confirm something and then have it not work out? And then his response, I might not let you fail. It depends on the lesson you need to learn. And it's not even a matter of whether you have the faith or not. What I want you to have faith in is my character, my nature, not in the things you feel are true or not true. And so then I asked, I was like, wait, so do you care whether I believe the Book of Mormon is true? Like this thing that I like really stand by and love and, you know, foundational to my religion and he said yes and no you feel it's true and others don't you gain insight and understanding and direction from the book others don't want to touch it others learn about my character through other religions through random experiences it's all good to me what's important though is that you see how spiritually sensing the truth of something doesn't mean it will happen it is simply a message for you to then choose to believe or not to believe it is an opportunity for you to discover something about yourself. It is the chance to learn about who you really are. So then my mind went to the uh, example that I've had and that I've communicated here on this podcast is there was a time, you know, and there, it's still present, but when I say to myself that I am a New York Times bestselling author, I believe it. I feel it's true. So I asked, it's like, so what about the confirmation I feel when I tell myself that I'm a New York Times bestselling author? Like, I feel it's true. It's like, yes, and it is true. It's not created yet. And you may not choose to fulfill this, which is okay. Even the belief in its potential possibility gives you motivation to believe more about yourself than you did before. To believe in something greater about yourself is just a taste of the truth about who you really are. New York, bestselling, New York Times bestselling author is good, but creator of worlds without number that is amazing father of countless children you are so much more than a new york times best-selling author if we want to compare right now <laughs> the question is who do you want to be in this moment right now so i responded oh, i want to be guided i want to be a creator i want to be decisive i mean do you want me to talk to you and receive guidance and confirmation from, from you don't you want that yeah, so here's me just like trying to figure this out, right? Trying to just say, okay, you know, if if I, because uh, I, I want to be guided in uh, in things and, and in my decisions and I want to talk with God. 
and so my question is like, well, you know, God, don't you want me to talk to you? Like, don't you want this kind of relationship that we've got going on? And he says, it is good, Tyson. Great good is done through guidance and listening. Great good has been done through just plain taking action and hustle too. You have your way and others need that way, Tyson. Don't doubt the revelation and guidance you received. Just know that this process is a process of discovering you. You are discovering your way, and it's a beautiful way. Russell Brunson has his way, and it's beautiful. And Brooke Castillo and, and Amy Porterfield or whatever, and other people's ways, like, they're great too. And so I asked, so do you want me to keep talking to you and asking questions? And he said, do you? And I'm like, yes. He said, then I do too. I love talking to you. I just love you. All of you. So here's my like synopsis. I said, okay, so let me get this straight. <laughs> you are good with all the ways that lead people closer to you. You also sometimes communicate with us and may even confirm truths to us so that we can take action and not actually fulfill the thing which we thought was true. And you do this because confirming the truth will lead us into further discovery and learning and ourselves and our true character. Is that right? Question mark? He's <laughs> like, and he said, it's kind of like being a busy CEO who has lots of meetings. And when someone comes with an idea, I just say yes. So they will get moving and get learning. And then I said, but what if people take action and then get hurt? And then he says, learning, Tyson. It's all about learning. So I respond, how are people supposed to trust you then? Because people associate spiritual promptings with you, like with God. Like they associate, okay, you know, if I get this confirmation from God, then it's definitely going to happen. And they associate with God. And so how are we supposed to trust, you know, those promptings, right? And then he says, many people choose to take, take such experiences and blame me. This is the most common route, actually. But those who are willing to explore what a failed, fulfilled prompting means about who I am and come to me to learn about why things happened the way they did will discover things they never knew. These are the people who will truly understand my character and thus in turn their own inherent selves. Okay, so that's kind of the end. I continued on with some of the other things of my wanting to create a system for sharing on social media and other things like that, but for the purposes of this kind of example and the question that originally was proposed. Um, overall, the, the walking away point, at least that I feel as I even read through this again with all of you, is, is that if God, his nature and his character is that he truly does love us, that he sent us to earth not to fail, but to win, which is why he gave us his son, Jesus Christ. And if everything is working for us or could work for us, and I and I say could because it's that's kind of where our agency comes into play. That's where our choice comes into play, where we get the chance to choose whether or not everything is going to work for us. Um whether or not I'm going to take this experience and I'm going to learn about God's nature, who he is, and who I am. Because it's a 
it's kind of a two-sided coin. It's like the more that I learn about who I really am, the more I learn about God's true nature. The more I learn about God's true nature is the more I learn about who I really am. And so this constant process of discovering ourselves through life's experiences, what we like, what we dislike, what's more us, what's not more us, um, what feels amazing and good and wholesome, um, what feels helps us to feel complete and joyful uh, versus what drains us, what takes us away, what separates us from ourselves and other people. Um, all of that, learning, all of that, self-discovery. And so instead of trying to put the blame on God for whether or not things are going to happen, I think the object of receiving insight, receiving guidance, and then believing in it is the opportunity for us to have faith, but then also not attach ourselves to the outcome, not attach ourselves to it going the way that we think it should go. Um, so uh, believe, believe in what you receive, believe in what you receive, and then know that either it will happen or something better. And that something better may be a discovery of who you really are. Because if you can discover that, that is where all the power is. That is where all that is where Christ got all of his power is because he knew who he was and he knew why he was here and what he was there to do. So I'm on a mission. I am on a journey myself to try and discover this. And you guys are along for the ride. And that's what's so fun about all of this. And I hope that this made sense. If it doesn't, send me an email. Say, go to Tyson at InherentIdentity.com and send me an email and say, Tyson, that made no sense. Um, clarify, please. It could be as short as that. Um, <laughs> or I want to hear more of this. Or I don't know. But uh, this is helpful. I hope it was. It was helpful for me to kind of see things in a new way. And I think that that's what God's trying to do for all of us is helping us see things differently. So there you have it, my friends. Um, definitely check out inherentidentity.com because uh, we're unfolding amazing and good things there. Uh, you'll probably have to be on a wait list for a little bit before we open up enrollment again. But needless to say, so many good things. Keep following along. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey. Do you want to create your best life? Do you want to live into it? If that's you, I want you to come and check out InherentIdentity.com. This is the place where you get to learn the easy and effortless way to living into your dreams. So once again, come check out InherentIdentity.com. We'll see you there.